It is Tuesday, February 21, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you if you are just tuning in. And uh, big news yesterday with the Australian cricket squad in India with the the captain, Pat Cummins, set to return home due to a family illness, but he's likely to be back for the third test starting next Wednesday. Josh Hazelwood also heading home, failed to overcome an Achilles injury. David Warner, his uh, presence is in question after he suffered a hairline fracture to his elbow. Uh, and uh, he could be out of the series, but it's to be determined. Mitch Swepson's set to return to India after he came home for the birth of his first child and missed uh, being available for selection for the second test. Uh, blow for the Panthers. The Premier's winger Taylor May is gone for the season. He did his ACL in the World Club Challenge loss to St. Helens. And it's been revealed, Adam Pengilly told us uh, just before the 7 o'clock news, that the two players involved in the altercation in Mudgee early in the morning there on Sunday was Michaeli Ravalawa and recruit Zane Musgrove as well. And we've got Denny Widler, who, uh, well, he broke this story on Nine News last night. Uh, he's coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. I'm getting these to uh, a subscription to the South China Morning Post. Did that story well. make the South China Post? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how you found... The South well, China Post. Well, it was called Google. Yes. And I Googled I Mark Van Gestel's name after uh, Zach Burton gave him a serve, as Adam Pengilly oh. told us. And uh, that is the local so you, rag there okay. in Hong Kong. So you don't go there all the time to, to reference Number one things. selling paper? Well, I'm not sure. Can you check that for us? <laughs> I just want to know sure. how big it is. Well, if you want any Hong Kong racing news. <laughs> go there. That's where you go. Okay. Mm. So I'll get you to a subscription. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Do you need, like, yeah. you know, like the telegraphy, you've got to put your little email address and password in. You've got to pay for it. Do you have to pay for that, or did it just come straight up? No, it just came straight up. So it's actually. free. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's, so. That's nice. Well, unless, you know, I, I might only get a certain amount of articles before I have to pay. Okay. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, mm. I'll give it a go for sure. <laughs> Very enlightening. Check that in the morning. Yeah. First thing. Wallet, keys, phone. Google search. <laughs> South China Post. South China Post. Morning Post. Uh, Morning Post. Yeah. They got an afternoon one, one as well. Oh, they must have an yeah. afternoon edition. Yeah, they would do too. Well, that's, worth, that's worth subscription for Bit sure. late news in the afternoon. If you're just tuning in, Loz is back. Fox Sports News <laughs> on a Sunday night. You check Fox Sports News and South China Post. <laughs> Which one am I going to, to sure go to? South China Post. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're up to date. Just, actually, can you Google just to see whether there is an afternoon edition? Oh, I'll because do it later. It might be, it might be good. I'll do it later. Yeah. Anyway, useful information. How do you think, feel about your Raiders, Loss? 36-4, to four, Ooh, got we toasted by we the Tigers discussed that. in a trial match. Jordan Rapiner, yeah, you've got a word, uh, trial. Don't yeah. give it the old Harvey Norman, mate. Who cares? No one turns up for a trial. Mate, you didn't just lose. You got smoked. No, the Tigers played well. We didn't play well at all. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, there would be some concerns. Jordan Rapida free 30 to play. put on you in a trial. Not good. You a chance to get... You know that wooden spoon that got said to me no, last we year? No, we won't get the You a chance spoon. to get that said to you this year, again? No. no. We'll, we'll, we'll make the eight. The Raiders will make the eight. Mm, not so sure. Big decision for not Tim so Sheens sure. at fullback as well to be made. Does he go Dane Laurie or Charlie Staines? Oh, Dane Laurie, by the sounds of it. He, yeah, he said, there on he the said he's got a headache. What choosing mean, between headache? the, f- oh. the two. <laughs> <laughs> 
thought you meant take, like, a, couple gotta, of, take gotta, a couple of pedanol yeah, in. What's, gotta, what's that got to do with it? You can still play with a headache. <laughs> Working with these two clowns. <laughs> but like it's just one of those days. <laughs> oh, look, he gave Dane Laurie the opportunity on the weekend. Um, I think Charlie Staines played there the week before against the Warriors. Uh, they're different players, Staines. Why are we so much better, though? Like, go back two Defense. weeks. We were... Under fourteens, oh, and then this week we—I oh know it's another trial, yeah. but we we looked so much better this week. Another trial, and your own personal pride, regardless of whether it's a trial or whether it's a yeah, club game. Week before, once yeah, you no. get smoked, yeah, you you, you you know your mind's on the job a bit more, and you want to sharpen up before the start of the season. So they would have went there with expectations to play well, yeah, and give themselves a bit of confidence leading into round one. Did you watch the game? I saw. Most of it. I Is saw there most of it. any difference between our style of footy two weeks ago versus our style of footy this weekend, or from from in regards to Tim Sheen's coaching style, or can you see very clear how we're going to play this season? Um, you know what? I, I thought in the first trial you probably tried to overplay the new style. Yeah. Okay. Probably tried to overplay it, and okay. then on the weekend it was a bit more control with the ability to move the ball. Okay. And um, like I, I noticed, Clemmer in that game t- touching the ball, but not carrying the ball in, into the line as as much as what second trial, first trial, because that was trial. his first game. Yep. But Clem was sort of being a bit of a ball distributor. He was getting some second phase. Yeah. He wasn't just carrying the ball straight into the into the line. So they're, they're looking to, to move the ball. But the big thing for the Tigers is that I think they'll score points, but it's about defending mm. and getting that part of their game right because yeah, okay. the previous week against the Warriors, they leaked plenty. So that would have been a big focus of theirs going into this game against the Raiders. And also they got a few players back, a few of the more experienced yeah. guys. Completely different personnel. Yeah, yeah. But they played no, kids. That yeah, but there was no Chorus hour, no Luke Brooks on the weekend either. True. Dewey started off a little bit slowly, but he started to, to come good. Um, see, these teams that haven't played their best players, they could be a little bit rusty and susceptible early. Um, you know, I watched Melbourne play against the Warriors. First half, they were ordinary Melbourne. Oh, so were the Warriors too, by the way, because the completion rate from both sides was, was poor. But Melbourne started to find their rhythm. Um, Tigers found their rhythm. Um, and early in the season, hot conditions, if you turn the ball over cheaply, you put yourself under too much pressure. Uh, but the Tigers, I like what I saw in that game, but the Raiders have got a lot of, lot of work to do. John Bateman set to finally arrive this week, but Tim Sheens has indicated he'll take his time with him. Yeah, the last He's been training on his own. Yeah, so. the last thing you need is to rush him straight back into the team. Mm. Um, you know, you just got to assess his fitness. You've got to assess where he's at. He might surprise the Tigers. He might come in good shape and be ready to go and want to play. Um, but you're thinking long-term with John Bateman. Uh, you've got him there, and if he's not ready, you don't rush him in. Waratahs and the Brumbies, Friday night at Allianz. And joining us now, he's back in the Super Rugby system with the Waratahs. Played 32 tests for Fiji, and uh, recently, well, he won a premiership with Leicester over in the UK last year, and it's been some career for him since he was cut by the Waratahs back in 2010. He even played on the wing against the Tars for the Crusaders in that Famous 2014 Super Rugby final as well. Namani Nadolo joining us. Namani, good morning to you. Good morning, mate. Good morning. Great to see you back uh, 
well, with Australian rugby, with the Waratahs. And uh, the landscape's very different, isn't it, since you were last uh, with the Tars. But what are your expectations heading into this season? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as a squad, we're, um, we're, we're, we're pretty excited about the season ahead. And, um, you know, we've got a, uh, a great... Um, you know, a great opportunity to to go out there and, and have a good game, particularly this week against Brumbies. Um, but yeah, for me personally, hopefully, you know, get some game time and um, yeah, just get out there and and, and um, enjoy um, you know, playing rugby again. Yeah, you mentioned the Brumbies, mate. How important is it to get off to a good start? And obviously, this game's a massive one. Yeah, really important. You know, obviously it's an Australian derby. Um, for the for some of those guys, it's going to be more of a test sort of. Yeah. Um, selection, you know, in front of the new coach. Um, so it's going to there'll be a lot of riding on this, and and then and also there's a big rivalry between you know the Brumbies and and the Waratahs. So we're we're really excited, um, and you know it's our first game at the the new Allianz Stadium, and um, you know it's something that we're all we're all buzzing for really, and um, you know hopefully um, you know we we get um, we get a big crowd there this Friday night. Namani, you've obviously played around the world, a lot of different competitions. So, how how are you finding adapting back to this style of rugby here, and how different is it, I guess, to playing over where you have been playing? Yeah, well, uh, for starters, I'm probably one of the oldest in the team. When I left, I was one of the youngest. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest difference is, is the speed of the game, um, the rugby up and. You know, in the Northern Hemisphere, it is a bit more contact, a bit more physical, whereas down here is a bit more of a running game. And you know, so you've got to, you you clock up, you clock um, clock up a lot of meters in the legs. But um, no, it's just for me, it's exci- I'm happy um, and excited to be back in, in Super Rugby. It's something I've always wanted to do uh, to play here in Australia, and you know, hopefully I get get that opportunity on Friday. No, Arnie, what has the Waratahs concentrated on this week? coming up against the Brumbies because, you know, early in the season, most teams can be a little bit rusty, but, you know, you've got to make sure that you control possession. You don't want to be handing the ball over too, too many times and, and turning it over to the opposition because, um, you know, fatigue will, will play a part. And, and what's Darren Coleman, uh, you know, been like and, and what does he bring to this group? Uh, he's, been, he's been really good. Um, you know, the one thing I think we've been probably really working on is... Um, is our defence. Uh, the Brumbies are, you know, their uh, set piece are really good. Um, you know, their forward pack, when they get rolling, you know, they're hard to stop. So, you know, our forwards have uh, been pretty, uh, have had their work cut out um, trying to, you know, get ready for this Friday night. Um, DC's, um, you know, he's, he's a great coach and, you know, particularly with the young guys, he works really well with them. And, uh, you know, second year in with the Tars was obviously my first year. Um, it's going to be, um, you know, the boys sort of know what to know what's expected, and um, you know, DC has high expectations, and you know, so do we. Tell us a teammate or two have really made an impression on you as you head into the season, based off you know the preseason and the trials. Um, yeah, Tane Edmund, um, he's been um, he's been pretty good. He's you know, he's a young ten there, and, and obviously. Um, Maximus uh, Jorgensen, who's uh, the young, he's another young fellow. I think he just finished school last year. So, you know, it's uh, these guys are exciting young talents, and you know, I, I've I um, look forward to watching them play. You know, particularly Max. Um, you know, he's 
He's got a lot of uh, raps about it, but he's just a he's a, he's a really young kid who's uh, he's like a sponge and, and wants to learn, and he's bloody rapid. So um, you know, be um, excited to see how he goes this season, and and um, you know, he's probably one of the blokes that are, I think you know could go far in the game. And yourself, Nemanja, I'm sure. Would you love to be a part of that World Cup with Fiji later this year? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's the hope and um, dream, but. Look, uh, my biggest focus, um, you know, we all want to go to the World Cup. I think everyone in the squad is advised to whether it's you know, for Australia or in my in my situation, Fiji. Um, but, you know, hopefully um, I get some good game time and try and um, play well here for the Tars first. And, um, you know, a lot can happen in the next six months. And, you know, hopefully uh, if all goes well and stars align, I'll, I'll be on that plane to France. Gosh, I remember watching you run around for Randwick years ago, Namani. I mean, could you ever have envisaged, you know, the, I guess the way your career's uh, played out and uh, the experiences you've had? Mate, it's um, if you would have told me, you know, two years ago that I'd uh, potentially be, you know, making my debut this season with the Waratahs, I would have, would have laughed at you. And it's funny how life works, you know, mate. You know, when one when one door shuts, you think it's over, but. I uh, left here at 21, and I'm, I'm back here at the ripe old age of 35, and potentially could be making, uh, you know, my debut, um, you know, this week. But it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, mate. No, I mean, I've been fortunate enough. I've played uh, a lot of um, big competitions around the world and experienced, you know, a lot of cultures, whether it be Japan, France, England, and you know, it's just been, it's been a hell of a career, and um, yeah, just, just really enjoying it. Um, and now I'm back at the Tars. Um, hopefully the uh, you know as one of the older guys now so it's uh, it's a bit weird to be fair walking with some of these guys some of these kids that um, that that I'm playing with now come up to me and like well you know they're watching the 2014 grand final and some of them were in grade 7 grade 6 so <laughs> it gives you a bit of a gauge of um, what I'm dealing with down at uh, Tarzland do, do you see yourself as a leader uh, Namani and is that something um, that Darren wants to see from you um, you know, I think naturally being one of the oldest, you know, you, you're probably going to have to lead in some way. Um, for me, it's it's just I'm sort of person that likes to lead through my game and, and my actions and what I do, you know, around it. We've got a lot of great leaders in the team. Um, with Jake Gordon, obviously, um, Hoops there and um, Dave Parecki and, and, you know, those guys. So for me, it's just, you know, particularly being new as well into a new environment, it's just trying to, lead by, by my actions and, and what I do um, on and off the field. And I think most importantly is off the field as well. I think we're trying to, you know, lead, uh, if I can lead a good example that way, and, you know, um, you know that's, that's, that's my way of, of, I guess, being a leader in this team. Well, it's great to see you back here, Nabani, and I uh, hope you have a successful season and looking forward to seeing you on the park, hopefully this Friday night against the Brumbies. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys, for having me. Namani Nadolo there. The market with Tab, the Tars $2.20, the Brumbies $1.62, the line two and a half, Waratahs the plus. And uh, anyone in front of Namani Nadolo trying to tackle him, good luck. One on one, good luck. What are we thinking, Waratahs, this year? I've got no idea, Lost, to be honest. You'd expect them to improve on last year. I'll tell you on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I need to see this first game. I'm interested to see how the Brumbies go under Steve Larkham. Because under Dan McKellar, mm. they were very good with the set piece. And, you know, um, Dan, 
I think he's staying on as assistant Australian coach. He is he? at is least he? until the World Cup, I believe. World Cup, yeah. And then he'll yeah, He made a huge impression down there with the Brumbies. But mm. now Steve's coming back. He's got a big job in front of him. Um, and I'm sure he'll be a lot better coach than what he was the first time around. And whether they play a different style mm. of football this season. Scoreboard updates just for you, Clarkie. In La Liga, Getafe and Valencia is scoreless after 37 minutes this morning. Mm. And in Serie A, Torino leads Cremonese 1-0 at halftime. That's uh, the extent of our live scores this morning. And uh, we saw in the surfing yesterday, 20-year-old Aussie Molly Picklam from Shelley Beach on the Central Coast. She won the Hurley Pro in Hawaii. It's Sunset Beach. She beat American Caroline Marks in the final there. And she's the co-world number one early in the season there with Hawaiian Carissa Moore. So great performance from Molly Picklam. Um, now, we've, I've just found out we're going to give away five double passes Five double passes for the lunch on Friday. And uh, to buy tickets, go to australianturfclub.com.au, australianturfclub.com.au. Wink stand, looking forward to the new venue there at Raw Randwick Friday. Graham Arnold coming along. I have been to the wink stand, mid. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, should be a good afternoon. Weather will be perfect. Great atmosphere, as always, at the BSB luncheon. Plenty of great stories being told. Keep your phones away. Hide them. Don't record anything. Oh, heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, phones get you into trouble. Phones get you into trouble. In the front. We've got yep. a little case here for everyone's phone. It's a bi- actually, not a little case. A big case. How many people we got? 500? Yeah, something like that. So it's a big case, mm. but drop your phone off. Mm. Five. Dumps. Goes on tour, stays on tour, Loz. So that's, Loz. That's the way it always operated. Exactly or used to right. operate. Doesn't seem to be like that anymore. <laughs> it's a tiny bit different these days. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on tour stays on tour. You really what happened to that? The best time. Oh dear. You played at the best time for sure. Jeez. Just beat all that social media phones, yeah. camera phones. Oh, just know around when you're Nokia, around. Bring the Nokia back, I reckon. Big brick, <laughs> yeah, mate. Just green to ring, red yeah. to hang up. That's all you need. That's all you needed. If you want a camera. You go to the shop and you buy a camera. Yep. Take your photos, take them down the road. Get them developed. Wait a few days, get them developed. The yeah. chemist, exactly right. Throw away pick camera. It up. Yeah. <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Yes. The one yes. you get from the chemist. 24 <laughs> shots. Arr, <laughs> flick it. Arr, arr. Oh. Uh, anyway, you're going to have a quiz, I think, later this morning to give away one of those double passes at least. I've Maybe already a done five questions. Oh, there you go. He's on five. We're going to talk some uh, football doing, now. Oh, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Mate, he's the quiz. Wherever we yeah, tried I to know get he's involved, quiz master, but he's mate, my he's, head off. Listen, he's never this hands on. He's hands on with the answers, not the questions. I don't get the answers. Can, right. can you just no. make sure that you concentrate? Unlike Dave Stanley, Beautiful. we can't afford another <laughs> disaster when it comes to a quiz. Who's <laughs> the wrong answer? Yeah, wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, uh, the wrong winner. Yeah. The guy. Oh. He's, he, 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 right he threw yeah. Mario under the bus. <laughs> the right the real answer, couldn't get the prize. Okay, time to talk some. Well, the Matildas, they're flying. They've won six in a row. And uh, joining us now, well, Matildas legend, 86 caps, went to four World Cups. Uh, former Matildas captain. She's still playing with Melbourne City in the squad there in the A-League women's goalkeeper, assistant manager as well. Melissa Barbieri joining us. Melissa, very good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Uh, so six straight for the Matildas after that 3-2 win against Spain. Where do you feel 
this squad has improved to achieve these results, which were, well, let's face it, pretty barren in the early days under Tony Gustafsson? Yeah, I think um, uh, the opponents chosen help a little bit here, but um, you know, I'm not going to lie, the girls are, do, are doing really well in, in terms of executing uh, a couple of things in terms of a little bit more fluidity when they're playing. Um, they seem to be on the same page a little bit more now, um, but they've just really shored up that defence. I mean, the 3-2 scoreline against Spain, uh, I completely blame Tony Gustafsson on this one. He's, he made a couple of changes to get some uh, players some game time, and it, and it just uh, threw a little bit of a, a cat amongst the pigeons in terms of executing a defensive game plan to, to hold on to that 3-0 lead. So I, I do feel like they, they had that real... Um, gelness happening and they were they were really well set up and structured um, and then unfortunately a couple of those substitutions meant that um, Spain crept in for a, a little bit more, they had some great goals don't get me wrong, um, they did perform well in that last 20 minutes but certainly the Matildas look a lot sharper in terms of um, keeping a clean sheet. Mackenzie Arnold yeah. did really really well in that instance as well. Uh, Melissa you mentioned the coach and just listening to his comments after the game, uh, even though as Mido just mentioned, the last six games have been outstanding, but he he still wants more. He still has high expectations and still thinks that this team can get a lot better. Is that a real positive sign for the girls? I think it is, but it's also he knows that the the probably the caliber of the opposition hasn't been um, as high. Yeah, a lot can. of teams are missing a lot of players. It's really important that you know you don't get ahead of yourself with results when they, when you win. Like he was saying in terms of when they were losing, he was he was still saying a lot of the same things that it doesn't mean much when you're when you've got eight or nine players out because the last time we played Spain we had uh, less players. This time they have 15 players missing. Um, you know, so it, it very much comes down to let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's make sure that um, you know we're doing all the right things and executing because he's probably looking at what happened in that second half and it just all went to to nothing so he's probably not getting ahead of himself and making sure that um, the girls don't get you know they stay humble as well what do you see is the most contentious positions Melissa in the battle to make this final World Cup squad um, certainly I mean we've got the goalkeepers short up um, but who starts now um, after Mackenzie Arnold's performances uh, in these last two matches? She's been absolutely rock solid. Will he give uh, another keeper like Lydia Williams a chance to play against Jamaica? Um, you know, this is what would happen in a group stage sort of um, predicament where you have probably two more potent opposition and then one minnow country that you could afford to rest some players so you might see some changes in this third match um, that would be able to give you context in terms of who's going to pull the the battle uh, uh, mitts on um, to fight it out for that starting 11 but in terms of Ellie Carpenter returning to the squad who misses out um, there you know Alana Kennedy has been um, injured She's a centre-back, 
for Claire Hunt has been getting some real great, great game time in these last two matches, and she really stood up to the test. She debuted, so it's really hard for a debutante to come in to a, a quick succession tournament and, and put a, a stamp on it, but she certainly has. Melissa, plenty of excitement, obviously, building towards the World Cup, and that's our aim and that's our focus. In your opinion, how are we travelling? And what's going to be the pass mark for our girls at this World Cup? Uh, we're, we're, very, we're travelling quite well. I mean, it's a little bit worrying to see how many um, injuries we have. And that is the problem with um, our girls now playing professionally in Europe. Uh, they play quick succession matches, like sometimes three in a week. They have Champions League. They're flying all over the place. So the injuries is what's going to really throw um, throw the girls off if anything happens. But I'm sure they are resting these players just to make sure that they're right to go um, for their season ahead. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. I do feel like he's got he's probably about 15 players. Um, you know, set to go, and he's and he's really working with some consistency now, and that's that's putting a lot of confidence uh, for myself in him because he stopped meddling with that um, starting eleven. He's only making a few changes here and there, um, but I think we're in good stead for a, 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 a good performance at this World Cup. I feel like he's kind of nutted out a good game plan that that plays into our hands quite well. And Melissa, just yourself, you mean still in that Melbourne City squad uh, in a player-coach role, how are you finding it at this point in your career? Absolutely. You know, it's challenging. You know, you wake up every day, you're raring to go to training. I mean, everyone's like, why Why don't you retire? And it's like, I'm not ready to because apparently you get you, you get a feeling of when you want to retire. And, and if I'm still enjoying the challenge and, um, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, if you have an ego, you, sitting on the bench is um, not the way to go out. But I actually don't care. Every day is a great day for me. Every time I get to pull the boots on and, and gloves on and get out there amongst the girls. So I love it. And, you know, we've only just started in terms of getting real, um, you know, opportunity for our girls in the A-Leagues because we, we're just about to go to a full home and away season. So... You know, we're just growing exponentially every year and, and it's, it's great to still be a part of it all. Yeah, well, you talk about the team growing well. I'm sure you've, you've grown as an individual as well. And was it, was it strange or was it difficult at the start to adjust when you became the assistant manager plus playing? Um, it is. It's, it's about um, making sure that you are respecting the wishes of the club um, and then you probably think about it in terms of when you're captain, the role you have to play in terms of that leadership and making sure that you do what's best for the, the team and the club. Um, and then finding that balance with still being a player and, and being able to, um, you know, have a bit of banter here and there. Mm. Uh, Melissa, I'm sure you've envisaged it and many others have certainly all that those potential squad members. But Thursday, July 20. The Matildas against Ireland, World Cup opener at a core stadium. I mean, did you ever envisage this day happening and it's not far away? No, I mean, 
you know, I always thought about going to World Cups as being um, on a plane and heading somewhere so, somewhere luxurious. Um, and now we get to showcase our own country. So it's a bit surreal and it's a bit, um, you know, I, I actually feel like people don't, don't really know what's about to hit our shores. Our, our footballing community all over the world, we're just nuts and we're, we're so fanatic and I, I just don't think, um, you know, we're, we don't know what's in store for us. It's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. It certainly is. And in the interim, uh, tomorrow night on 10 Bold, the Matildas against Jamaica. Melissa will be a part of Network's 10, Network 10's coverage for that Cup of Nations clash tomorrow night. And we appreciate your time this morning, Melissa. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. And that is from 6.30 tomorrow. And just looking ahead to the futures for the Women's World Cup. Uh, USA, the $4 favourites from England at 5, Germany 6, France and Spain 7. And, of course, we've just beaten Spain. Then it is the Netherlands, Sweden and Australia, all at $15 in those markets. And I think we've got markets open for yeah, for the for, uh, opening matches. Australia, $1.45 against Ireland, who are $5.75. The draw, $4. That's Thursday, July twenty. And uh, also in our group are Nigeria and Canada. Not far away, the Women's World Cup. Not too far away from Loz's quiz, by the way. We'll do it just after 8.30 this morning. And he is invested. He's got questions rolling out left, right and centre. How many questions? I'm up to seven. How many are you doing? Ten. We're giving away double passes for the lunch on Friday. What, What sport do you need to know? NRL, AFL. Racing, cricket. Okay. That was a silly question by me. (laughs) Just the general ones that we talk about every day. (laughs) (laughs) List all the the spinners in the Australian (laughs) squad in India. My God. Take you six months. Uh, (laughs) Half of them don't even play. Anyway, we've got Brad Davidson. Morning, Davo. How are you? Morning, guys. Let's not talk about that cricket. Oh. Actually, no, Dave, I think let's. Let's talk about <laughs> it. What, what's your take? <laughs> we need somebody else to say, boys, stop sweeping. Can you please say uh, that? <laughs> uh, just, I, you know, as somebody who loves my test cricket and loved yeah. my test cricket for many, many years, Clarky, yeah. I, you know, I, I was watching that on. I was so excited, to be honest. I got up, I got up Sunday and I was yeah. generally so excited about that day because I thought, you know, we're in the... We're in the box seat here. We've got a great chance, and to see it all, you know, disappear in sixty minutes, and to see some of those shots, it was. And I, as I said on 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 Twitter, we we need answers from that because that's just not good enough as as Aussie cricket fans. You know, we de, we deserve better than that. And um, gee, it was. Uh, you know, I know, I know, not not everything's lost, isn't it? You know, we've still got the. The, the World Test Championship to play for, we've still got the Ashes. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of good cricket plenty. in front of us, yeah. But yeah. I, I think that's probably what makes these two Test matches... Like, I know our goal is to try and level the series, but it becomes much bigger than that for this whole entire playing group. Coaching yeah. captain particularly, because you've got, like you say, we've got this series, we've got Test Championship, and then we've got Ashes. This is This is defining. You know, the next six months is defining for this team. You can feel them. You can feel like, particularly on social media. I know social media is not a a great sort of medium a lot of the times, but you can feel the the, the sort of general public turning against Paddy and the, and the team a bit. So that, you know they've got to they've got to win them back. And um, yeah, anyway, let's see what happens in the next couple of tests. Racing, 
great ride by Zach Lloyd on Electric Girl on the weekend in uh, the Billy Fox. Yeah, nice to see him get that uh, opportunity, Jared, and, and make the most of it. He, he's just been a revelation, hasn't he, really? Um, you know, I know he had that uh, time off with a, a few little dramas off off field, but straight back into it and straight back to, to riding winners. And his ride on Electric Girl was, was terrific there on the on the weekend, obviously, in those group races, they don't get their their claim, and uh, it didn't matter. He showed he, he's right there with the with the you know with the best of them, and uh, he's going to have an exciting future the way he's going. He's just going to keep level headed and and keep doing the right things. And uh, it's amazing that you know 12 months ago we we're saying how good Dylan Gibbons is, and he is. But now we've got uh, two young riders of or even more of that caliber, and um, you know I've never seen the the apprentice ranks in in Sydney being so strong. What did you make of Osipenko winning the Hobartville Stakes? Yeah, really bounced back there, Loz, didn't he? Um, everything went wrong first up, and he just got the, the perfect run there on the weekend while the, the favourite half cabin was sort of off the track working hard. So I thought he was a bit of a forgive half cabin, but uh, Osipenko was the one to make him pay. And look, he was super. He's right on track for the round weekend. He's now, I know the team have been very bullish about him for some time, and uh, he was just a complete forgive first up, so couldn't have bounced back there on the weekend. All systems go in a few weeks' time. Can Cylinder win the Golden Slipper after winning the Silver Slipper? Yeah, look, I wouldn't think so. Um, I know the team think this horse is just loaded with talent, but uh, just whether that's the right form, I'm not convinced. But, look, he was good there on the weekend, wasn't he? And, uh, you know, we know the story about him. Broke, broke his jaw and still so well last preparation, and then... Um, to see him return there, he got a good ride and was too strong late. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a bit of a step up. But it is a pretty open year. There's no absolute dominance at, at this stage by anyone. So looking forward to seeing what happens in the Blue Diamond and then en route to the Slipper. What happened to Nature Strip on the weekend, Dave? Oh, I, I didn't see the, the race at all down there in Melbourne, the Black Caviar. but Oh, the Lightning, sorry. Um, but, well, yeah, what, what happened with him and, and Cool and Gatter? Yeah, well, One. he just—it was a bit similar to the the VRC Classic back in the in the spring. Loss. He travelled up, and then when J Mac asked him to go there at about the five hundred, there was just nothing there, and that's the that's the real concern for him is is he he travels still so well, but he's just got nothing at the end of his races. So look, that's two pretty poor runs by his standards um, in a row now. So we'll have to sort of reassess and and see where he's at. But uh, look, Cool and Gatta got the job done really. Nice performance, but there's no doubt the eye catcher in the races. I wish I win. He was simply superb over a thousand meters. Um, he looks to be low flying and in for a terrific autumn campaign. Zach Purton, who's given well the new steward over there in Hong Kong, Mark Van Gestel, a serve in the South China Morning Post <laughs> overnight, but uh, he is returning to Australia and he's going to ride Arturis in the Canterbury Stakes in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it, uh, what Saturday week there at uh, at Randwick, he'll, he'll be there. So I think he's also going to ride King's Gambit and um, a few others potentially on the same day. So look, we know he's an absolute world-class rider. We see what he does in Hong Kong all the time. And it'd be great to have Zach back. Um, terrific rider, terrific bloke too. So uh, looking forward to seeing how he handles it in, uh, in Sydney and uh, whether he'll hang around a bit longer. I know he's got a bit of a suspension, I think, to serve there. So he, he's going to spend a little bit of time in Australia and maybe longer term, later on, he, you know, sort of floating that he, he might be back here sort of permanently. So we'll wait and see how that uh, pans out. Who are we following going forward, mate? Look, I think I wish I win the obvious in Melbourne, um, but I thought Expat was really good in, in Sydney, considering she's much better on wet ground. Um, I think she had a pretty disappointing prep last time in, but looks to clearly be going well this prep. So they're the two for me. 
uh, who is going in the sin bin? Look, I think it's got to be King's Gambit, guys. That's two runs now where he's just had, uh, he just hasn't quite got the job done. And I think it's fair to say he might have been a little bit overplayed. And, and now he's got a bit of work to do to, to win a Golden Slipper. So, look, you know, you can't doubt the Snowdens. But, uh, he, yeah, he's, he's just back with the pack now. So we'll put him in the sin bin. Thank you, Dave. Have a good day. Chat tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Cheers.